Hello, we are Restoration Church Chicago and welcome to our podcast. You can connect with us through our website, restoration.life, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Our mission is to glorify Jesus everywhere, and that includes right here, right now. Thanks for tuning in. Resurrection Day. It is also known as Easter. And uh, a very brief historical fact for everyone, which you may may notice, may not notice already, is the use of painted and decorated eggs uh, for Easter started roughly in the 13th century uh, to include kids and to make it a more family-friendly and uh, a celebration. Which is true. We should celebrate. Today, as, as Easter, uh, Resurrection Sunday is meant to be a joyful day and a day full of celebration. The intention is good in terms of Easter egg, egg hunt, uh, and, and other activities and the Easter bunny. The intention is good, um, making it more family friendly, but over time it has taken away the importance and the significance of the resurrection of Jesus. We don't want to celebrate Easter because it's a bunny. We don't want to celebrate Easter because it's an egg hunt. We celebrate Easter because of the resurrection of Jesus. So hopefully after today, my heart is to show that this, uh, the family-friendly event, such as an egg hunt or the bunny, in the past I would beat up on the bunny a lot, but I would refrain from beating up on the bunny, uh, just like I beat up on Santa Claus every Christmas. So what most people would know about Easter is do not do justice for the significance of the resurrection of Jesus. So Jesus' resurrection from his death on the cross meant two things. It was an acceptable sacrifice for us. His death on the cross was an acceptable sacrifice for us, for the sin, for our sins, for the sins of mankind. That's number one. Secondly, is it, meant, it meant that Jesus did what he said he would do. And he is who he said he is. The Son of God. Isn't that amazing? He died on the cross for us, the Son of God. He said that He would do it, and that's what He did, and He is who He said He is. So we do want to make today a joyful celebration and a family-friendly event, but we want to be reminded of the significance of today, the resurrection of Jesus. That is what we are celebrating. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who came and died on the cross for us and was raised up to life again. So the God who knowingly and willingly uh, died the most painful, prolonged, humiliating public death known to mankind. Uh, He died and was raised up to life after three days to show us his power and his victory over death. Just like we sang earlier, right? He, the King of Kings, he's victorious, both physical death and spiritual death. So there are several facts I want to point out about the resurrection, which did happen, by the way. So it's not like... um, Marvels, you know, these superheroes, the gods, or Harry Potter, and what have you. The resurrection actually did happen, and I do want to share a few, from several facts about the resurrection. Number one is his resurrection was one of the two events that appear in all four Gospels. The miraculous feeding of 5,000 and the resurrection of Jesus. All four Gospels recorded that Jesus, he said that he would be killed and he would be raised up again. 
We can see that in John 2, Matthew 16, Luke 9, and Mark 8. And uh, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus helped bury Jesus. So these two, Joseph is an equivalent to uh, a Jewish Supreme Court, and Nicodemus is one of the high priests. So these two very highly established people in the Jewish community did not dispute Jesus' resurrection. If he did not come up to life again, if he was not raised up, they would have disputed Jesus' death. His resurrection was witnessed by over 500 people. We know that from 1 Corinthians 15. Uh, also, Jesus died and was raised up on the third day. And there are many references on the third day in the Old Testament. Uh, for example, in Genesis chapter 1, I think we all know this, verse 11. On the third day, God created living being and life and trees. Right? And then also the second third day, on the sixth day, God created mankind. In Genesis 1.26, uh, Genesis 22, Abraham was tested to sacrifice Isaac, his son, his only son, the son whom he loved. And on the third day, which is in Genesis 22, verse 4, he saw the place where he was supposed to sacrifice Isaac. Uh, God made a covenant with the people on Mount Sinai in Exodus 19, verse 11. said, on the third day, gather your people, and on the third day, I will come down and meet with my people. The Israelites. Uh, Jonah. Obviously we know what happened with Jonah. Even if you don't read the Bible, you know the story about Jonah. He died. He was in the belly of the fish for three days. Hosea, uh, chapter 6, verse 2. On the third day, he will restore us that we may live in his presence. So, and I'm thinking three days is also to make sure everyone knows that Jesus actually did die. For real. Uh, the resurrection did happen. I say all those things to make sure that we are reminded that the resurrection did happen. As unbelievable as it sounds, it was, and also it was foreshadowed often throughout the Old Testament. Another interesting tidbit, at least to me, is that Jesus was resurrected on the Sabbath day. Isn't it interesting? The Sabbath day, the day of the week where all the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were super annoyed that Jesus was healing people. Because he was healing the sick, the lame could walk, the blind could see. They didn't like it that he was healing people. And that was one of the reasons why he was persecuted. But he decided, you know what, one last time. I'm going to come back alive on Sabbath day. Just to annoy those people even more. So perhaps his resurrection on the Sabbath was the one last and final time to make the point to the elders and the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. And a reminder to all of us. All of us now also is do not put our learned knowledge, what we think we know, all the things that we study, our, our own understanding, our reasoning, do not put those things that we value so much. Like how many degrees you have, right? Because nowadays, if anyone has five degrees after their name, we automatically put them on a pedestal. Myself included sometimes, unconsciously. But Jesus wants to remind us that no matter what you learn, what you think you know, we cannot learn about God's love for us or understand God's love for us unless we experience it ourselves. And uh, I do want to uh, make a side note to say it is good and important to learn and study various uh, subjects. So for those who are still in school, stay in school. Especially these two little kids right here. And, and YouTube like. It is good to be in school to study, so I'm not saying that don't study. However, you cannot learn or study God's love. It must be, it can only be felt 
through our personally experiencing His love for us. Ask God, ask God to reveal to you. If you don't know it and have not experienced His love, ask God to reveal to you. So the Sabbath was put in place by God to help us rest. However, when it comes to God's love for His people. So God put Sabbath in place, but when it comes to His love for His people, the Sabbath or religious traditions or the law of the day, throw those things out the window. God holds nothing back when it comes to His love for us. That is how love wins. When you guys see all the, 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 the slogan out there, God, love wins, that is how love wins. It's a, love wins through God's sacrificial and unconditional love. God's love for us is what we want to focus on this morning. And, and if you can remember one thing this morning, resurrection means there's nothing that God would not do for us because of His love for His people, for us. So if you can remember one thing, remember that. It's not about the Easter Bunny. So we have been separated from God due to our disobedience in Him. I think we all know that from the story of Adam and Eve. And the idea of disobedience was introduced to mankind by the devil. Satan did this because he wanted to break the bond of relationship. The bond of love between mankind and God. Satan successfully, sadly, he successfully captured our minds and our thoughts to be his slave. So our minds and our thoughts became his slave to carry out his destructive bidings. And the only way for us to be able to reconcile with our Heavenly Father is for Jesus to die as an ultimate sacrifice, a sufficient sacrifice for our sins. And uh, that is the ultimate illustration that you can ever possibly use. But maybe I can use an illustration that can help us relate even more. Is, is an example is like, uh, if, if there's a sadistic, evil person. Uh, let's use people, like well-known people like Hitler. Right? Boko Haram. You guys may have heard of him. Boko Haram leads a group in Africa where... They uh, would go to different schools and kill all the adults and kidnap all the kids. So the boys, they would turn into boy soldiers and the girls, they would do bad things to them or sell them off. Uh, Boko Haram, Joseph Stalin, Kim Jong-un, Pol Pot. Pol Pot is the leader of the Khmer Rouge, Mao Zedong. Um, so I want to make sure I list people from other different, different ethnic groups because white people don't have the, the, the special right to be bad and naughty. It happens to all of us. So let's say an evil person like, like one of those guys kidnapped Ray, which is my daughter for those who don't know, and Joe, my younger son, who was playing the drum, but he's uh, downstairs right now. So kidnapped those two and raised them to think like those evil, sadistic people. Like to be Hitler or to be like Boko Haram, to be like Pol Pot. And the only way for me to get them back is to sacrifice Liam, my oldest. So in this illustration, there needs to be a trade or a sacrifice to rescue Rain and Joel. And for them to see that they are going down a destructive path because they are beginning to think, to act, to treat other people, or to behave like those evil statistic leaders that I just list off. So in real life, going back to real life, Jesus 
needed to be sacrificed so mankind can be rescued from the clutches of Satan. So Jesus' death not only was necessary to wash away our sins, but his death was also rejected. He was rejected by people. He was rejected by people, especially the people in the know. That's why I was listing all these leaders and Pharisees and teachers of the law. If you look at Luke 9, verse 22, and he said, this is what Jesus said, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law. And he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Those titles are also applicable in today. These are the people in the know. Back then, those are the people in the know. Those are the people in the position of power, in authority. Uh, we have them back then, just as we have them now. These are the ones who we look up to for directions. These are the ones we look up to for guidance, right? These are the ones we look up to on how to judge what's right, what's wrong. Uh, these are the ones we look up to tell us how to live an orderly life and how to treat people. These are the people who supposedly know what is right and what is wrong, what is good and what is bad, and how to avoid sin or how to live a sinless life. These are the people who are supposedly to know these things. These are the very people who don't think we need to repent. All for our sins. So using the previous illustration that I used about Rain and Joel being kidnapped, imagine that Liam sacrificed his own life, which I know he would, to save Rain and Joel. However, Rain and Joel would reject his death. Their own brother, and would rather live with the life of Hitler. I would rather be boy soldier and live and follow Bokahara. Or to follow the orders of Joseph Stalin. Or follow the order of Pol Pot. That's a kangaroo just going around killing people. Just imagine that. That's what it means when we reject Jesus. So I, as a father in this example, would be extremely devastated and saddened beyond words, beyond anything that we can ever explain. So to sum it up, if we pride ourselves on learned knowledge, and through our learned knowledge, we take pride in our own reasoning. Okay, that's the next step, right? The more we learn, the more we think that we know. And the more we think that we know, the more we can explain and reason for what we have learned. And this will lead to the perspective that we have not done anything wrong. And we will reject Jesus. And reject that Jesus died for our sins. So it is as if Rain and Joe rejected Liam, rejected his sacrifice because they are enjoying the lifestyle that comes with Hitler's lifestyle, right? The Nazi live a really good life at the expense of everyone else. Same thing as the Cameroons, Pol Pot. They actually had a lot of fun at the expense, I shouldn't say fun, sadistic entertainment at the expense of someone else. Regardless, so they don't think that they were doing anything wrong. So that's why there's no need to change. So regardless of what we think about whether we have sinned or not, Jesus went to the cross for us, for all of mankind. God did that because of his love for us. That is how love wins. I want to say, whenever you see the sign love wins, it's Jesus sacrificed unconditionally for us. He did this for our, he did that for our own good. Even when we don't know it, or don't think we need it, or don't deserve it. So today, Resurrection Sunday, 
is, is a remembrance and a celebration of that Jesus was raised from the dead. It means we, all of mankind, regardless of where we came from and what we have done or have not done, have been rescued from the clutches of spiritual darkness and evil. If we accept to be rescued. If we accept to be rescued by Jesus. How do we accept to be rescued? How do we do that? It's to confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts. Romans 10 verse 9 and 10 said this, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. That is how we are saved. That is how we accept to be rescued by Jesus. Jesus has done all the heavy lifting. Can I say that? He's done all the heavy lifting. The rescue mission has been a success. He was on a mission. It was a complete success. It's up to us to accept to be rescued. How do we accept Jesus' offer to be rescued? We only need to repent of our sins. This means acknowledging that we have been going down the wrong path. And make a change in direction from our current path and follow Jesus. We have to follow Jesus and change our path. Because it's very possible that we are going down this path and then we see that Jesus has done something. So we can still go down this path and keep looking at Jesus. What we need to do is when Jesus said, follow me, meaning change our path and follow him. Follow him, trust in him, believe in him. I think I just talked with someone about trusting in Jesus. Trusting in Jesus even though we don't know where we're going. We don't know the path that God has for us, but we trust in Him. So that's what it means. Instead of staying on the path that we know, that we have learned, that what people have told us about, and change our path and follow Jesus. That's how we accept to be rescued and acknowledge that Jesus is our Lord and our Savior. Believing with our hearts and confess with our mouth. That's how we accept to be led into freedom by Jesus. This is why we celebrate His resurrection. We are celebrating eternal freedom, and we are celebrating, through our acceptance of Jesus' death and His resurrection, that we are reconciled with our Heavenly Father, with our Heavenly Family. Family. Reconciled back to the relationship we were meant to have since the very beginning. So it's the same thing as now, Rain and Joe get to come back and live with us, whom they were meant to be, to be a family that we were meant to have. So I will wrap up this sermon by uh, reinforcing what I said earlier regarding the resurrection of Jesus. So his resurrection from his death on the cross meant two things. It meant that his death was an acceptable sacrifice for our sins. That the mission has been completed. The mission has been completed. We just need to accept to be rescued instead of rejecting Rejecting his rescue. And it also meant that Jesus is the Son of God. He did what he said he would do. And he is who he said he is. So his rescue mission has been a success. That's why we celebrate Easter. That's why we celebrate Resurrection Sunday. Because Jesus has successfully 
completed his mission. He died, he paid for our sins, he was raised up again. And we can believe that he is the Son of God, and we are saved by him. His blood, the blood of the Son of God, can and will wash away the sins of mankind. It can and it will. Everything that we have done up to the point of accepting Jesus has been washed away. I don't know about you guys, but I know I've done some pretty naughty things. Not to the level of Hitler and Boko Haram, but at the moment that I accepted Jesus, knowing that His blood has washed away all of our sins, now we've been transformed. We have been changed and we're brought back into the family that we were meant to have. And just remember that, right? Rain and Joe can finally come back into the family and be where they were supposed to be. Only if we accept Jesus. Because when we accept Jesus, we can stand before our perfectly, perfect Heavenly Father, unblemished because of the blood of Jesus. Unblemished and covered in the righteousness of Jesus. Right, so just all the things that they have done, all that was done to them, just as important. All the things that was done to them, it's been forgiven. As if nothing happened. We are going to welcome them back in. As our Heavenly Father welcomed us back into His family through the blood of Jesus. So it is up to us if we want to accept the rescue or reject it. It, it may seem very simple, right? But it is. It seems very easy. But it is and it's not. Because for those who have followed Jesus, if I can say, it's not easy. I hope I don't want to put pressure on you guys. To follow Jesus, truly follow Him, it's not easy. It's easy to continue to stay on our own path and look at Jesus. Say, oh yeah, okay, that's what I'm supposed to do, but this is what I'm going to keep on doing. That's why I used to tell disobedience. The devil wants us to be disobedient to our God. Just continue to do what we were taught, what we were told to do, instead of following Jesus, and listen to Him, obey Him, and transform our minds and our thoughts, and how we view things, and how we view people. That's how we accept to be rescued. So it's up to us to want to be rescued or rejected. So our decision, in a way, has eternal implications, not only for ourselves, but for our children, and their children, and for the generations to come. I think all of you guys know this. I am the first in my family to accept Jesus. Everything stopped with me. From here on out, they will reap the benefits. They will enjoy the inheritance. The so same thing with us. When we do that, when we accept Jesus, when we help them to understand who Jesus is, they will enjoy and walk into the inheritance that God has for us. An eternal inheritance. And it's unbelievable. It is amazing. It is amazing. Okay, I will stop right there. Because I think was about to keep on going about the inheritance of God. Uh, so it is up to us to be um, accepted, to be rescued or not. So I want to end on that note. I want to remind us again of the resurrection. To celebrate Easter as the resurrection of Jesus because it meant two things. We have been rescued. He is the Son of God, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That's what we sang about. 
It's not something we just say, just because it sounds nice on Sunday and we go away. Just like what Toby said. Let today, let this moment transform us and change how we live and change how we go forward and cause us to follow Jesus. So uh, with that, I'm going to end with, on that note. Why don't you guys stand? And I'll pray. We'd like to pray over us and I'll hand it over to Toby. Okay, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we're so thankful for you. We're so thankful for you, God. We're so thankful for you. We're so thankful for you. When I look at my life and what you have done for me, I cannot even say anything else except just to say thank you. And we want to say thank you to you, Lord Jesus. That you died for us. And thank you for today that you have been raised back up. And because of that, we know, we know and we know with confidence that through our acceptance of who you are, Jesus, we are now back, have been resumed and brought back into the family that we were meant to have. To be back into the kingdom that we were meant to have. And I pray right now, the Holy Spirit, that you will block off, cut off any temptations, any thoughts, any doubts, any fears that may cause us to turn back to the path that we were on in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I pray for that. In the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I ask that you will pull out your love to us right now. In the name of Jesus. Pour out your love for us. For those who are seeking and wanting to know more of your love, I ask right now in the name of Jesus that you will pour that out upon your people. Allow them to experience more of your goodness, of your love, of your faithfulness. And see you in a, and have a greater revelation of who you are. Thank you, Jesus. I want to use this moment to... We ask if anyone who don't know Jesus, if anyone who have heard about Jesus, but you have not professed with your mouth and believed with your heart, I would like to use this opportunity to lead you in that prayer. If anyone here right now that wants to do that, I would love to pray with you. As we have, as all, everyone has their eyes closed. If anyone in here that wants to accept the rescue Jesus. Raise your hand and I would love to pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for you, God. Thank you for the resurrection. We just pray, Holy Spirit, that from this moment on, you will give us a greater revelation of who you are. That you are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That your love knows no bounds. That I just pray that you will pull out your love upon your people even more so. Give us the strength and the courage and the perseverance to continue to follow you. A steadfastness to follow you. And the fearlessness. And the fearlessness to go where you call us to go. A fearlessness to be the people that you have called us to be. And just a fearlessness to be able to say, I belong in the kingdom of God. 
that Jesus is my Lord, my God, and my Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So we pray all these things in your mighty name, God. Amen. Thanks again for listening. We hope you were encouraged. Don't forget to connect with us through our website, restoration.life, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. 